0: Some places promise you a change of scenery. Others show you the world in a whole new light. Take Isla Morada. Between the brilliant sunsets, azure skies, warm clear water, and endless activities including legendary sport fishing and diving, Isla Morada will take you places you've never been before in more ways than one. For more about Isla Morada and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash Isla
1: All right, back here on the sports grind, Calvin Casey, Mike Harge, all right, a.k.a. Hardball Hard, Jonas Clark producing, Mr. Sands for the one and twos. This next segment, first segment of the second hour, is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a virtual insurance broker who can find you the cheapest rate out there for auto, home, renters, or life insurance because because he represents over 40 different carriers. Give him a call. His number is 210 210- 6414000. That is Integrity Visors Agency of Stephen Reese. All right. Back here on the sports grind. And at this time, without further ado, we're going to be joined by Longhorn Network analyst, former NFL player, former Longhorn player, Michael Griffin. How you doing this afternoon, brother?
2: Doing good. How about yourself?
1: Doing all right, man. Doing all right. Uh, what up, Griff? What up? <laughs>
2: hey, what's up? A- How was the soccer game this weekend, man?
3: It was good. It was good. We took another L, but we moving on. Oh. You know, they,
2: they, they, they out there telling you lies, and I'm out there beating up people at the soccer. Up. <laughs> you oh, can't even man. go no more. Yeah. I, hey. I, I'm forbidden.
1: Go ahead. Hey, I'm no, fine. you're good, Mike. Hey, you're good. First time, mean, of course, you know, all, we got to talk to you about UT state of program. But me being an entrepreneur myself, I definitely want to talk to you about an entrepreneur. You know, a couple years ago, I'm at home sitting on the TV, watching the, you know, TV with my girl, and all of a sudden I see these two brothers pop up on my screen in some tight aprons and <laughs> tight-fitting shirts and talking hey, about man. cupcakes, and my, my, my girl turns like, hey, man, where do we get cupcakes like that? I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, man, that's a rap and microgram. I'm like, cupcakes, but I'm just saying, like, the aprons were tight, the biceps, I mean, you made me walk in the mirror that day to figure out how far <laughs> yeah. I was at. Yeah, man, so how did that get started?
2: <laughs> oh, let me ask you a question. Yeah, when you say it was your girl. It, it was your girl, your daughter. It was your girl, right? No,
1: yeah, it was my girl. It's my significant other. Yeah, we were still. I'm okay, still with her. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, okay. she was like, she, she, she was, was like, problem.
2: yeah. She was looking at. He was looking at the you know the them brothers on the, okay I know what she's gonna <laughs> <laughs> where can we go get yeah, them covered?
1: yeah yeah in? yeah. I,
2: exactly exactly man I, ex- I saw the other day. I'd have had to look at it twice and be like man oh we can go to H T B real quick and grab if you want yeah but, um, man
1: yeah so how did that on a serious note Michael though how did that start man what kind of business like how did that whole thing start with you at rackbo man what do y'all got man, going you know, on it's
2: crazy so it's, it's actually three of us it's Brian Henson he's another one of our good friends we all I went to college together, and, uh, you know, the one thing, you know, you see that you, you, you see that stool at 30 for 30, people going broke and things of that nature. The hmm. one you know, thing that you realize that when you're going to school and stuff, you know, they put you in the classes and stuff that you can pass, so they got to make sure, because it's a business, you know, hmm. as, you, as you're a college coach, um, you're making sure that your product, which is your players, can stay eligible to play. Hmm. But at the same time, you're not trying to educate us on anything outside of football. Hmm. And so when you go to the national football league, they got programs, but those programs are to teach you how to, you know, you could do the coaching intern, You can uh, do the business side of it, which you should have enough money to open, start your own business hmm. or three. You could do sports broadcast and things of that nature. So again, all that falls under one bubble as in, you know, you can only do one thing, one with your money or two, uh, pretty much your knowledge of sports. So nice. our thing was, Hey, let's, open up a business, but let's small investment, but let's learn the business. And with that being said, you know, it was almost like an education type, putting ourselves through school of learning business because we paid for it, but it was a small investment, but it was for us to learn the business from the ground up. We ended up going with a franchise, Gigi's Cupcakes, Hmm. because it already had a foundation. So Mm -hmm. with that foundation, we could understand that. And we signed an an agreement with one another that we can't have family, we can't have wives, significant others, anybody helping us out with this. This is us three.
0: Hmm. And we
2: got to run the day-to-day operations and understand how this business works. So it was really an educational um, experience for us and, Why cupcakes? The question is, who doesn't love cupcakes? People always have cupcakes, whether it's, you know, one thing that everybody has a year is a birthday. Right. And then you also have, you know, Halloween, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Mother's Day, uh, so many different holidays throughout the year that people celebrate when it comes to sweets and things of that nature. So um, it was just playing smart. It wasn't like the things you always see where, you know, athletes want to got your friends that somehow, some way think they can, you know, make music or, want to start a clothing line or and mm. I just bash those things. But right. that was the common thing that you saw throughout the 10 years of my experience being a national football league. So it was think outside the box. And I think it had a, a very great catching to it when it comes to these barbaric football players that are baking cupcakes and yeah. um, it, it's done some tremendous things for us. So again, it's, it's kind of, one of those things that you think outside the box, and, and it's something that it worked out very well for us.
3: Nice. We're talking to Lifetime Longhorn Michael Griffin. You can find him every Saturday on the Longhorn Network, breaking down the game pre and post-game. And Mike, you know, you've been on, you've been part of a successful program. Obviously, you won the national championship in the game of the century at the University of Texas when Texas beat USC, the team that was unbeatable. Y'all found a way to do that. But one of the big questions that Calvin has always asked, and I'm going to take it from him right now because I know he's going to ask it, but he wants to understand why is it – because everybody says Texas is back, Texas is back, but they end up not being back. But what is the foundation that needs to be set for Texas to grant, gain what you guys cemented during your time and through that that run with VY during that time?
2: Well, you know, we all know, um, and anybody understands this, Understands understand this. everything is built with a foundation. And when I said I started my business when it came to going with a franchise, because there was always a foundation that was set. So when it comes to the game of football, foundation is that O-line and D-line. Um, that's the foundation. You can go back to the, the, the skill positions, always getting all the glitz and the glamour. If you go back to that game, I mean, you could look at even Lyle Sinline, who was undrafted, but, again, played 10 years, made it to the Super Bowl with the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Casey Stutter, um, and, and just the name, Justin There's a lot. Yeah, it was a lot of guys. Uh, uh, Tony Hills, it was a lot of guys that played some great football that was down there in the trenches on the defensive line. You had Roger Wright, Frank Ocam, uh, just to name a few guys. Tim Gra- Crowder, Brian Robinson. Um, it was a lot of great guys, Brian Arakpo. Like, those guys, it, it all starts in the trenches, and um, and that's the foundation because without those guys, you know, it, it, it makes the linebackers, the defensive backs, it makes the running backs, the quarterbacks, the receivers, it makes your job that much harder. So if you want to look at even Texas getting back to that type of football, saying that we quote-unquote back, it starts in the trenches right now. Uh, the University of Texas, we, we know that this team goes through Bijan John Robinson, it, but we also know that the yards that he get is hard-fought yards because he's not able to make it to the second and third level right. <laughs> without being touched. So um, he's a great, great uh, uh, running back and with a lot, a lot of talent. Um, but at the same time, I think if you want this program to quote-unquote be back, it starts in the trenches. You look at Alabama, you look at Clemson, you look at Ohio State. These guys literally each and every year has guys that starts in those trenches, those foundation players being drafted each and every year, and they're playing across the league. So they got to get back to recruiting guys in the trenches. The the, the secondary players when it comes to the, the skill positions, that will come. But when you got a great offensive line, great defensive line, it makes quarterbacks, it makes running backs, it makes every position around them look that much better.
1: Kind of extending from that, Michael, what you just broke down there. So looking at Sark and looking, you know, you can go to the Charlie Strong and then you can go to, you know, Herman and that. And when you look at this game, against Arkansas, and everybody that talked this whole offseason and the early part of the college season has been Texas and OU's move to the SEC. You played in the Big 12, you played in the NFL, I mean you played with a lot of guys that played in that conference, the SEC, and and is it something when you keep saying the trenches, is that kind of where you think the former needs to start to get prepared to play in the SEC? Because I was telling Hard yesterday, as I think, you know, the SEC released their schedules yesterday, and that game between Alabama and Texas is September the 10th, and I was just saying yesterday, I think I think there's a lot that Texas can gain from that, but I think also it's a lot kind of to lose in regards to the momentum. I mean, unless we don't know what the bowl matchup's going to be, where the Texas you know qualifies for the playoffs this year, where they end up in a bowl, and maybe they play an SEC team. But if they don't, then you have that lasting impression against Arkansas. And then you open up next year against a team in Alabama that most likely is gonna be a college playoff participant, a runner up, or a national championship team. And where is do you think that that's really where it needs to start is in the trenches to build up to get ready to go to the SEC? Is it that kind of well, where you're talking about where it starts?
2: I think it starts it starts now. I mean, as you're recruiting right now, you know you got a guy like Dijon who has another year. You got a guy like Casey Thompson who probably still has one or two years, but you got your quarterback positions you know, those those skill positions. But we see when it comes to college rankings, each and every year, Texas is bringing in skills positions. But when it comes to guys that needs to be in the trenches, that's where you're getting lost.
0: Hmm. To me
2: personally, when you look at defensive line, you got to go down in the south. You got to go down to Mississippi. You got to go down to hmm. Georgia. You got to go to Louisiana. You got to go to Alabama. That's where I think you pri- primarily find those type of in the trenches, big body guys, 6'5", six, 6'4", two hundred and eighty eighty five 85, 290, whatever pound guys but then when you want those offensive line you got to go up north you got to go to the fed kids i mean you may call this you know stereotyping but at the same time you got to find some size you got to find some meat you looked at arkansas team versus versus texas texas look more finesse they look more skilled more thin mm-hmm. more slender and you looked at this Arkansas team, which I told people going into this game, and I still watch them to this day. Like, hey, they went in saying Arkansas should probably finish in the bottom half. It's not because their defense. It's because the offensive side, I think they still have some question marks when it comes to the quarterback position. But when you look at that off the defense side of ball, them boys, they, they know how to play some football. So I, even the defensive backs, they know how to tackle. They come up, and, and they got a kid by the name of Jalen Catalan that I believe is probably going to be a first-rounder in the making, a Buda Baker, Earl Thomas-type player who is a a playmaker. But when you go back to the Big 12, you look at the type of offensive linemen, you look at the the, the type of players that you have in the Big 12, it's like, they, they recruit just a little different. So I think this goes for OU and it goes for Texas. You're going to have to recruit a little different when it comes to going mm-hmm. to play some SEC-type football because those guys is probably the closest thing when it comes to prepare for the next level uh, when it comes to the D-line and the O-line. So, yes, when it comes to Alabama, going to be a, definitely an eye-awakening. I think Arkansas was definitely an eye-awakening. Uh, when it comes to the team, I think Texas didn't understand that, hey, Arkansas was here to play some football. Like, huh. we going to hit you in the mouth. And I don't think that when it came to Texas, and even when you just seen the facial expressions when you watched it from TV, it just didn't seem as if they were the expectations. Like, they didn't expect that to happen. It was almost like we're Texas and we expect people to lay it out. But the one thing I would say Coach Brown used to always teach us was we were everybody's playoff game because everybody knew when you play Texas, this is your biggest shot to claim the fame. But we made sure that we went out there and we took care of business. We played USC. We played Michigan the year before. We played a lot of teams. But our mindset was we did not care. We were going to walk out of this game and you was going to know who we were. And it didn't matter about what all costs each and every day in practice, it was a game for us. And when it got to the games, this was fun. Like this was easy for us. And I think that's where it got to get back to, but I think it starts with a mentality. The one thing I said last week on LHN is that, you know, who is the leader of this team? And I think once you figure out who the leader of this team is, you're going to figure out who this team is. But right now I think you're still trying to figure out who the leader of this team is. And I think when you look at a lot of these football teams when it comes to Arkansas, when it comes to Alabama, whatever, you kind of figure out very quickly who the leader of that team is because they feed off that leader's energy. And yeah. I think that's when it comes to getting back to Texas football, getting back to playing some really good football becoming a good team. You got to feed off the energy of your playmakers. You got to feed off the energy of your team leader. That team leader ain't got to be the best player. Ain't got to get all the glitz and glamour. But right. when it comes to the locker room, he's well-respected.
1: All right, man, Mike, I mean, hey, we up against him, man. I wish we could talk more, but definitely we're going to look forward to having you on again, man, throughout the season, man. Good insight on everything, man. And good luck with all the entrepreneurs up, man, and don't be trying to break up no other people's happy homes, man. <laughs> <and they're white laughs> shirts hey, man, we,
2: hopefully we don't film no more commercials, man. All right. I hear you, man. All Appreciate right, Mike, you, Mike. Man,
1: thanks a lot, man. All right, I'll see you. All All, all right, right, man. Michael Griffin there. Yeah, but see, you see, the good thing about that is, you know, out of those questions, and I'm glad you put it that way, Harj, and it, it's not ironic to me, or coincidence, I should say, that's coming from a player. He kind of answered it. He kind of answered the look for, like, that's one of the things, out of all the questions, that's the, he gave a Pacific like, this is what they needed. This is what's missing. Because you look yep. at the Charlie, and you look at Herman, he wasn't, they weren't really focusing on those areas where, you know, Mike is saying, and that's a guy that's been in the trenches, so he knows. So, well said. Good interview. Seven three six nine seven six. we get back, we'll get to some other things in the <laughs> Dockey, listen to the Sports Grind. We'll be back. Steady calling my phone. told you before All right, back here on the Sports Grind. 736 9760 broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios and this next segment is going to be sponsored by the LaHood Law Firm. Keep in mind they have 82 years of combined experience to strategically advocate and navigate you through illegal situations. They offer representation for all criminal allegations such as DWIs, aggravated assault, white collar crimes, weapon charges, probation violations, drug charges as well and they'll give you a free consultation if you call 210-797-7700. That is the LaHood Law Firm, official sponsor of the sports crime. All right. Um.
3: Hey, Kyle, that was a good question about the entrepreneurship, man. That was good. good.
1: Yeah, I knew I kind of wanted to because I know it's not just a uh, cupcake place, you know, Gigi's Cupcake they have, but I know I've read on some other stuff their business they got. But, no, that's important, and I I didn't really expect him to answer like that because he really gave me the depth to more of the teaching lessons and what they do, and I like the fact that he brought – because I remember that one when that dropped, that 30 for 30, about the athletes they had on there that went broke. That was very good, and we always hear about those situations, and there's different reasons – why certain athletes go broke? It's not always because they went out and buy five Bentleys and chains. Right. It's not always because of that. But anyway, no, that was that was a good insight he had. So we have some. We got Fox on the whole, but we'll give it him. But we got some social media interaction here through Facebook Live. What do we have, Jonas?
0: Well, out on Twitter too, uh, Puro UTSA uh, says Sports Grind love them little cow clapbacks, making my day go by easy. Uh-huh um had a lot of interaction with the with with Lawrence's phone call people mm-hmm. disagreeing with him as well uh Jason Garcia here says he votes to ban Lawrence Lee <laughs> um yeah. you go
1: you,
0: you, you go through uh there during the the conversation with Michael Griffin there lots of good stuff Adam ongoria po- uh, popped in said tighten up of course Adam, we know you're a Titans fan. Yeah. Uh, Frank Valdez chiming in said they need to recruit the Hill Country around SA, big boys even south in San Antonio. Yeah. And then Hards, we had a question come your way, man. Um, Sports and salsa on Twitter said, "How are you feeling about the UT defense going into the Tech game?"
3: I, I actually I like the UT's defense going into the tech game. Cause I think the way that the team is set up and the way that everyone is going about everything has changed a lot. And what I mean by that is we got a diff- different defensive coordinator. They had a bunch of missed tackles in that game against um, Arkansas last week. They didn't have it. They shored that up. We actually got a chance to talk to um, coach Sark, This afternoon, this morning, and I got a chance to ask him a question today. And my biggest question was last week, the week when they beat Louisiana Lafayette, he was talking about how he had to get their attention on Monday and they had to get their attention again on Thursday Hmm. before they were headed to that game against Arkansas. And And I asked him the question. I said, did you have to get the team's attention this week? He said, no, I didn't because I think they really enjoy winning more than they enjoy losing. Hmm. And so that's a huge step for that team and what's expected for them this week.
1: Texas Tech hasn't came across my radar. Are they coming in with the high scoring offense or something? I mean, they've been known for that, through but what do they look like?
3: No, they're a totally different offense. It's not the the Mike Leach, Cliff Kingsbury type of offense. It's more they like to run the ball, they move it, they use the tight end. Uh, They do have a quarterback that came in from Oregon that will take some chances down the field. But the biggest thing for them is they've changed the way that they've approached their season. Uh, Matt Wells coming in, changed everything, the way he's gone about his business. But one thing that you want to make note of, their running backs last year, they ran the ball well against Texas. They ran Mm. the ball well. Don't forget it was a double overtime game last year up in Lovett. Like okay. That Texas ended up
1: winning. And back in Austin, and the last time I checked, I think Texas is only like a seven or seven and a half point favorite in this game. Yeah. Which is, I mean, a touchdown. That's kind of standard, but it's not that for a conference game. It's kind of a lot of points, but not really. But, okay. Yeah. All right, man. Um, all right, how many, do we got time for Fox today? we want going to touch them on the flip side. We got time for him? No, we're going to flip him? Okay, yeah. Just hold on another break, Fox. We'll get to you. Also, when we get back, we got to talk 20 years ago to today. Ugh. Okay. Uh, Mo Lewis laid the hit that birthed the baby goat and Tom (laughs) and, and, uh, Tom Brady. Um, definitely got to talk about that. And also Alex Guerrero, man, Tom's ex-Chainer talking greasy as well. Oh, well, Bill Belichick never evolved with Tom and immature. I'm going to run to the hoodies defense on this, man. There's a lot of people running by kicking the pile, man. I I hear Tom daddy talking greasy, doing interviews like damn right. It feels vindicated. I'm like, damn, tell us how you really feel, yeah. man. Is that bad? This matchup's in two weeks, man. Them tickets are going for big money up in Foxborough two weeks for Tampa Bay coming back. You listen to the Sports Grind, 736-9760. We'll be back. All right, back here on the sports grind, Calvin Casey, Mike Hars, Jonas Clark, Sam been the 1 and 2, 736 9760. Broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop. All right, man, before we get into uh, Tom talking and history, turning back the clock, let's go to the phones here real quick. Let's go to Fox News. Dave, what's up, Dave? You on the sports grind? What's going on, stranger? it been a while, Sports Grind. How's everybody doing? All right, man. We're doing all right. What's going on, man? What's on your mind?
2: Hey, Jonas, welcome back. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you. You were always good to me when you ran the board. And, uh, Mr. Harge, I hope to meet you in real life real soon.
3: Man, I can't wait. I can't wait.
2: Okay. My man, Lawrence. Calvin, I think you and I have found somebody that starts day drinking even earlier than I do. <laughs> I'm just, I hope it's zing-zang that he's behind them.
1: All right.
0: Him. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: I'm, I'm not I'm not going to defend him at all here because, honestly, it's he's always hard to understand. But mm-hmm. I think the premise of what he was talking about was, you know, we can all agree there's a bit of cancel culture going on in our society.
1: All right.
2: and, and I think I said there's a lot of that on here. And I think what his expression was, he was trying to, there needs to be kind of a start to push back on that. We just can't. In his opinion capitulate to every time somebody's offended by something and go at it in that manner that, huh.
0: i think I think that's what he's saying
1: well that kind of that kind of makes sense. thanks Fox News for clarifying that I, I always got respect your opinion and you got a good clear head slide on that but i i now that you put that um and thanks for the phone call but the now that you put it like that it's it probably but you know like and I told Jonas this a couple breaks ago about that I said it's not what you say it's how you say it and what you say, like it's it, I mean, Lauren, it's like if you feel that way or you feel it's not to think like, hey, man, like when you're coming, if you were to say, hey, man, well, how does that work? Did they can they honestly do that? I thought San Antonio. And they, OK, that's fine. You're not getting trolled by everybody on Twitter and I'm not coming at you. But if you come in, in here saying, well, wait a minute, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, you're going to get that. So if that if that's what he meant, Fox News, and that's another side of this argument. I mean, that's fine. I mean, that's people's, uh, you know. Position. I mean, we are in that to where every group, everybody's feels offended. And there's some cancel culture. But the other side of that token, though, is, is that, you know, when you're talking about some powerful politicians and legislation, sometimes the only way you can get some done is to threaten about the money and affect the money pocketbook. And in that way, you can pick it all they want. They can show up and, you know, women's activist rights can show up and say this is just totally insane, insane and humane to have this type of law and you know, what is a women's body? You can do all that, but it doesn't stop Abbott from still signing off. It's not going to stop. But if you start talking about this and that, and I understand what Fox News say, hey, we can't always handle things around that card. And maybe that's what Lawrence is saying. But the reality is sometimes that's only the choice for that particular group if they really feel like that. What you got, Sam? Yeah, I mean, the
0: reality is our state passed a law that made 85 percent of the abortions that were had last year in this state would now be illegal. It's not cancel culture for a institution like the NCAA to say we don't want to be a part of your state, we're gonna hold you accountable for that decision. That's not cancel culture. That's them taking a stance of their own.
1: Yeah. I mean, Very well like
0: said, it. Sam, and I couldn't
3: agree with you more because yeah. and I agree with Fox. Fox, he said, hey, we need to worry we need to stop canceling the culture movement. And I'm I'm with that. There's some things that We need to discuss and it needs to be brought up and we need to have some of the history there, because if
1: we don't have history, we don't know what's being repeated. And, right? I, and I agree with that. And I think some of it gets so caught up in regards to because what we've been through for the last four years and everything we've been divided on. And and sometimes I think we have a tendency to group that to everything that our minds condition to fight. Perfect example, don't mean to throw her under the bus. I got a lot of respect for her. Um, you know, uh, but Carrie Champion, you know, um, had a very controversial tweet. Yesterday, I think it was yesterday, the day, you know, everybody haven't been following the story about the young lady uh, body was found with the with the husband of the boyfriend that went on the trip and everything. And, you know, Carrie insinuated like, well, you know, um, it's sad. I, I don't want to quote her. I don't want to. It's not a quote, but just paraphrasing was meaning like, hey, because this girl was getting so much coverage is because she was she was a white girl she was basically you know this was this was dire need of the missing white girl something like that she took backlash from it but that to me and i and i think regardless of what you feel in that at the end of the day that's not a race issue in my opinion now if you want to talk about well this guy that's committed the murder he's floating around they can't find him oh well if that was a person of color then maybe they found him or well if you want to have that opinion maybe some of that's true but when it comes to a person death or got killed or murdered. That has nothing to do, in my opinion, that has really nothing to do with it. The reason why it's story and it's a coverage, because it's the society we live in. I mean, the girl was on, on viral. She was videotaping everything. They're on this. Next thing you know, there's a police stop. This happened. Then we were intrigued on this. And then, of course, the major networks figuring like, hey, we haven't stopped, you know, politic talk. Race division, COVID, vaccine, for any type of story like this in the last four years. So if this comes, it's almost like a break to cover some. So I brought that up just to know, like, hey, we have that's scary, I think, for being so much fighting the fight, this and this, that you quick to say that when technically that doesn't have anything to do with that, in my opinion, in regards to that. So moving on, 20 years ago, Tom Brady, Mo Lewis take the hit. I was watching this game, uh, didn't think of anything of it at the time. New Drew Bledsoe was making a lot of money. Uh, But here comes Tom Brady and everybody knows the rest is history. And then basically the tuck situation and with the Raiders, you know, that right there is still talked about. But that's kind of weird that it's 20 years ago to the day that that hit on Mo Lewis really changed the history of the NFL in regards to that. And then Tom Brady got his opportunity. And let's not forget mm, it changed the history of Drew Bledsoe. Sure Sure did. Sure did. And you know, he was the up-and-coming star. He was number one over. I mean, he was the man. And I'll tell you this, hard I'll never forget. I've seen the least enthused backup quarterback ever when the confetti dropped and the Super Bowl was won. Drew I mean, Drew Bledsoe tried to hide it. Uh, you know, you even seen in the – there's a clip even in the pregame where they're coming out of the tunnel because, remember, the Patriots were the first one to kind of come out as a team at that mm-hmm. time. You know, right after 9-11, this whole thing. And they came out, and it's a puddle. It's a picture or film that gets played with Tom in the in the tunnel, and Drew's right there, and Tom's hitting him on the pad, like, let's go, man, let's go. He's trying to get him on, like, Drew's like, man, you just took my job, man. You know how much I want to play in a damn Super Bowl? You know, but right. that's that that's history, man. So 20 years ago today. Now, the question I've got, what
0: you got, Jonas? Uh, just on the fact, and I know this was a, a fun fact the other day going around, but the fact that 20, we're talking about 20 years of TB12, in his 20s, he had 147 touchdowns. In his 40s, he has 134. He is, I believe, that number is 14 touchdown passes away from having more touchdown passes in his 40s than his 20s.
1: Well, eating kill ice cream and everything, I guess, is finally paid <laughs> off for him.
0: You know, All
1: right, that's the way I look at it. But enough of the bill bashing, though. Guerrero and air that. I'll try to get to that if we got enough time when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. Right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Today's show was presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop. And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words are key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. They have a lot of different variety of flavors. Also, they have now their ready-made alcoholic, already pre-made drinks. They have in different flavors, margaritas, bourbon, also, uh, you know, uh, michelada you know flavors well too make sure you go to your local liquor stores and pick those up or you can just add your favorite alcohol as well that Zing Zang official sponsor of the sports crew.
0: I want to grab this strawberry daiquiri. I think that's the next one I really want next to try. Okay. It, I, know, I know it's a little bit fruity, and I had the bourbon one last time. Mm. That one was delicious, but like, I've been in the mood for like a strawberry milkshake. I could, I could be down for a strawberry daiquiri. You have
1: some on your stomach this time before you drink it? So if I have to call, Cal, I'm like, just hey, about man. to say, Cal, cow. Make sure you call him
0: after <laughs> Exactly,
1: exactly <laughs> man. So, uh, yeah. Hey, cow, before yes, we get into yes. all the
3: other stuff, I wanted yes. to say, Remember, I told you at the beginning of the show that it mm-hmm. was five nothing, Milwaukee. Yeah, it's five five, St. Louis in the bottom of the seventh. Wow,
1: they didn't let them come back. They won't. <laughs> they won't die, man. They won't die. Going for twelve in a row. Twelve in a row. Yep. Um, yeah, man. So, uh, we, tomorrow, you know, it's uh, football Friday. we have got some games to break down college, uh, to break down, of course, NFL told you early this week, I think without a doubt, we'll definitely want to be talking about that Rams and Tampa Bay game, you know, Antonio Brown's in protocol COVID. I think he's doubtful, probably won't be here. Uh, this Sunday for that one. So definitely look at that. We'll have another edition of the foundation picks, and actually we're gonna have hard. is gonna give a couple picks of how it is in the first hour, and then we'll get to the foundation picks. So I gotta talk to hard about that. I could do, but you want to tune in, man. Five and one, man. It's not a game coming up. Five and one. Don't know if I have six picks for you tomorrow. Gotta look at the board, but there's some tasty ones out there. I'll save Lane Kiffenstein thing for tomorrow to get into that. Um, other thing real quick. What else do I want to add in here? You know, actually on the other side note, besides that, and we'll get into other talk tomorrow, but, um, I got a chance finally on Netflix to watch, uh, this is pop, you know, in regards to, uh, I saw the boys to men one and the T-Pain man, T Pain was done dirty, man. I they, after looking at that, and I'm thinking like, man, I got to see the guy that actually invented this. I know he's rich as hell, but I'm like, man, T Pain and, and share the whole thing. I just think, and I had a big old army with my girl. That's like, oh, Usher, man, he's a bully. This and this. So I'm like, hey, man, I he didn't think the guy going depression, but T Pain got a raw deal in regard. To, you got to go watch that if anybody hasn't. It's been out for a couple months now. Yeah, but. you
0: gotta you gotta watch all because some of the episodes that I thought would be the most boring ones turned out to be the ones that I was like, I had no idea. That some of that stuff played out that, or that some of that stuff was connected that way.
1: I got you. I got you. Anything you want to so, hand hard before we get out of here?
3: Yeah, I want to make sure that I ask you this: Which way are we going tonight on this uh, NFL game? Plus, I
1: saw one that went up to plus eight. Tonight would be, if I do anything with a game like tonight, this is going to be one of them halves, second halves or end game line. That eight tells you that this should be a blowout. I mean, the the line shows that with an eight-line spread, if it just sits there, especially if it goes up to eight and a half, that's going to be Carolina by 10 points or more. But – um, that's what, So I would say a small lean. I would suggest to wait to an in game line or second half. But if you had to make me pick this, if it moved up to eight and a half, I definitely would probably lay it with Carolina. But you know, stranger thing. But I, these games, these spreads on these Thursday night games, crazy. Why, who you like, Arch? Who you like? I'm Rich? rolling.
3: With, I'm rolling with the Texans to cover the. Number. You like the Texans with that? Just number. because I think that I think that this game is going to be one of those games where they try to run the ball. Okay. A
1: lot. Okay. You
3: know, you talked about Mark Ingram. You talked about yeah. This opportunity, and let's
1: not forget, they got David Johnson over there as well. Philip Lindsay's over there. I don't know if he's banged up or not, but Lindsay's no, over there. He scored there. a touchdown last okay, week. Okay, but he's not really a twenty. He's not really a, a lot of carry down back either way. His no. size. Well, is Well, they kind got of three big.
3: good ones. So, okay. I mean,
1: well, yeah, I'm, you're, gonna I'm have roll to, that way. you're gonna have to settle Mills down, man. You have to settle him down. I mean, I'm pretty sure his heartbreak's gonna be racing a thousand mm. times <laughs> a minute tonight on Thursday, the only game in town. Hell yeah, he's gonna be, uh, you know. Nervous Went to a little Stanford, bit. Man, you know, yeah. Shaw got them right. Shaw Did got y'all see them right. tickets in the lower sections as low as fifty dollars for tonight? Man, that's still, I mean, they were probably going to get lower than that, man. You're probably going to get it with a Subway 6-inch sandwich after a while. <laughs> By this, you're going to get to go to Texas. All right, man, that's a wrap. Special thanks to Michael Griffin checking in with us today, man. Shout out to him. That was a good interview. Jonas Clark producing. Mike Harge. Mr. Sands, Finn, the one and two. San Antonio Corpus, Laredo, Austin Del Rio. People up in Tyler. People in the shot City. People down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, for to the snooze button before you're out the rack. Just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See you tomorrow.
0: your next career move could be your best. Verizon Retail is where people learn, grow, and succeed. We offer the potential to earn up to $50,000 annually and amazing benefits that
1: start on day one. Get perks including half off your wireless phone plan, up to
0: $8,000 per year in tuition assistance, and a 401k match to help you reach your goals. Pursue your ambitions today. Learn more and apply at verizon.com
1: forward slash retail careers.